Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our love revolution, where we talk about concepts about love and energy and how to just put more love into the universe because we really need it. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, guys. And on today's show, we got a great topic for you singles. We're going to talk about compatibility and how do you know when you found the one. But before we get to that topic, let's catch up with the clocks. So how you been, baby? How's your week been? My week has been amazing. I'm back to going to dental offices and mm. all of January I did um, team building and goal setting and intentions and aligning energy and it thrills my soul. So I am a happy girl right now. I coaching coaching makes me happy. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes me happy too. I yes. get it. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? Well, my week is, you know, starting off pretty interesting. I will say that I finally got out the house today because we've just been locked down. Yeah. And I went to the store. Um, I had to handle some business, so I took a walk. And, man, it felt like I was on another planet. It felt so good to be out. Just walking down the street and seeing people, right. you know, uh, it felt great. The thing about it, too, though, when I'm out and about, even though I really like to dress up, you know, I'm yeah. about fashion, but sometimes I go straight bum. I mean, I look like a homeless person yes. because I don't care. Yeah. And when I was walking down the street, I was just tripping out on people's reaction to me mm -hmm. and how afraid people are of me and how people just how they respond to me. And yes, I know I'm a big black guy. That's yeah. a part of it. And then when you dress like you're homeless, that's probably a part of it, that too. That doesn't help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was uh, altogether. It was interesting, but it was, just was good to get out. And I felt like, you know what? I'm creating this hologram this outside world and i'm not experiencing it so it felt good to finally get out and get a life when um when people react to you negatively so say they you see them like react and they get scared of you does that hurt your feelings it used to offend me but not anymore so do you react to it do you get like do you kind of puff up your chest more mm -hmm. do, do you make yourself less intimidating do you react or are you just like whatever I don't give a ding, diggly, dang, dong, diggly, damn. I really don't. And that's why I dress like that. Yeah. Like, I'll just throw whatever on and do it because I don't care. But what I did do, I made it a point to talk to, to acknowledge people. Yeah. Because I find that because people react like that, I tend to not talk. But it's like, you know what? Just acknowledge people when they walk by. So when they walk by, I'll still nod my head, like, you know, give the... The black man, what's up? You know, yeah, we what's do it. Up? Yeah. yeah, just a little head nod. I see nod. you. I see you. Yeah, and they yeah. give it back. And if it was like, good, because this year I want to make it a point to do that more because that's connection. And I feel like that's what this world is missing. We're missing that connection. And everybody's treating each other as like strangers. And there was a time, remember, we were growing up where, you know, at one point they were like, make friends, be friends, make, meet, meet people. And then they came out with that campaign, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the world just got, felt like they got, disconnected like people weren't yeah. connecting anymore and so i want to get back to you know meeting people connection connection again yeah it's and so it starts important. with you you know what i'm saying it starts with me i should say right well we need each other mm -hmm. we're, we're all connected whether we act like it or not so 
Um, I think that's great. I'm going to add that to my intentions to make sure that I look people in the eyes because I've been guilty of that, too. I just, you know, I'm in my head, I'm in my routine, I'm in my schedule and I don't pay attention. But I notice when I smile at people, when I look them in the eye, that I do feel the connection. So mm -hmm. you're right. It starts with each one of us individually making an effort to connect to one another. And I think with COVID, that also is making people afraid of each other and not want to get near each other. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it makes sense. I completely understand it. But we have to make sure that we don't we don't start thinking like that. Like, yeah. just know we're all being cautious, but we still need each other and we can still send each other love. Yeah. It used to bother me sometimes when I would nod at people like, what's up? Mm -hmm. And they ignore me. Right. When they see me and just turn away. Yeah. It used to bother me. Yeah. I get offended, mm -hmm. but not anymore. So yeah. it's just like, you know what? That's not my issue. That's their issue. Yeah. They can't receive. You know, uh, I'll share with you in my team meeting today. One of the themes was remember that everyone is doing the best they can where they're at. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what's going on with people. So if they're not nodding, they could have something really stressful going on in their life or painful. Um, so let's just have compassion for each other. So I'm glad that you don't get offended and you still make an effort to be loving and connect with people. Good job. That's right. And by the way, people, I am not homeless. So oh. I'm just dressing like that. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. No, you're not. You're not homeless. So, um, yes. Compatibility. Oh, yeah. How do you know when you found the one? I'm excited about that. Yeah. Why are you excited about it? Um, because I love when people connect. I love when they find each other. I love when they know. And there is a knowing. There's a knowing when you find the right person. And, mm. I can just see it and feel it, like especially when we're coaching single women and they meet someone, mm -hmm. they start saying things like, it's so easy and I can just tell and I could just feel it. And if you haven't experienced that yet, you don't know what that feels like. So let's talk about how you know when someone's compatible. So what about us? Let's start with us. How did you know that I was the one? Mm -hmm. First of all, let me say that I spent a lot of time building a woman. You know, uh -huh. we say build a man, build a bear, oh, build a yeah. woman. And so it was like, I knew the different, I spent time figuring out the qualities that I want in the woman. So it was like, let me date as many women as possible so I can experience different qualities and then I can have, choose, figure out my preferences. Yes. And so I kind of had a really good understanding of what I wanted on, on my list, my dream woman. Right. The first one was, attractiveness mm -hmm. physical appearance. physical appearance of course right i wanted a woman that was tall mm -hmm. because i'm six five and there's nothing just this tall woman that's just so sexy to me that was a requirement and also the conversation i knew first of all when i saw you i was attracted to you you were tall check check okay and then when we were conversating it was not only easy it was fun it was interesting. Oh. You can hold a great conversation. And to tell you the truth, up to that point, I hadn't met very many women that I could have those kind of conversations with. Deep concepts, uh, esoteric concepts, and, you know, life and spirituality, you name it. And me and you, uh, we, we did that all night. So that was important. The other thing was sex. I was going to say, we didn't do that all night. No, we did. <laughs> What, the sex? We didn't do all night? We didn't, Where were you? We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Uh, we didn't talk all night. Oh, no, no, That's no, what no. I was saying. Right, right. 
so the sex was amazing. That was the checklist. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was just a matter of, you know, what you wanted for the future. Right. What did we have a similar um, goals for the future, similar dreams? And we did. And I could go on and on and on, but those were the main ones that jumped out at me. Right. So what about you? You know, I honestly just enjoyed you. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't actually looking for a life partner. I mm-hmm. just wanted to go out with someone, spend time with someone that I just really enjoyed and that accepted me for who I was mm-hmm. and that I could accept. Um, also, I wanted to have more conversations that had depth. A lot of the guys that I dated, it was so superficial and boring mm-hmm. that one of the thing, the thing with you that really stood out was the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we went into really deep conversations and they were fun and we were on the same page. Also, we met in a small town and I just always wanted a bigger life than that small town. Mm, And you just came along with that New York swag and accent and Mm. goals and dreams. And they were just so big that I just fell in love with that. I just loved how you saw life and how you saw the world. And I I just noticed that when I was with you, I felt completely comfortable. I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel like I needed to adjust myself in any way. I just felt like I'm amazing and he's amazing and we're a fit. Mm -hmm. He fits me and I fit him. I could tell that I fit you. And that really, for me, made me know we were compatible. Every date was fun. Mm -hmm. Every conversation was good. The lovemaking was always amazing. Mm -hmm. So everything was there. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything about you that I didn't like. And you were strong and you led. You're very masculine. So I remember you said to me, and it kind of threw me off, but then I liked it at the same time. You were like, um, don't ever come by my house without calling. <laughs> don't be rolling up on me. And I had never heard that before. And I was like, he's got boundaries. Like He knows what he wants and he's real. And we had just met and we weren't exclusive. And I was like, he is letting me know that he is in high demand. And I liked it. I know a lot of women think like, oh, that's a player or whatever. Actually, when we were dating, a lot of people told me you were a player. I was like, so I am too. Hell, he should be. He's fine. So I liked that about you. I I really felt you had, I'm going to be honest, I felt like you had star quality. Hmm. And I saw that in you immediately. And I I have star quality. So yes, I was like, "Oh, I see you. Okay, we we have this. We have a similar light." Right. So that's how I knew we were compatible. You know, I also thank you for that. You're welcome. And I'm not a player. I just crush it off. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love and you know you what? Too. And it's this right here, the the way we laugh together. Yeah. That was something that we still do. We always do. Yeah. And we have from day one. And. Once again, I hadn't met a woman that could make me laugh. And you just said and do, would do things that just had me in stitches, even to break my cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this made me break character. You make me laugh so hard. So I love that as well. Right. So let me ask you this. Yes. What did you do differently? Like, in your first marriage? Yes. How did you know that he was the one? 
or did you just did you do it the same way you did it with me or it was a different um, process you you really want me to talk about this right now is, is that what's really gonna happen uh, i can handle it i can handle it <laughs> actually um in my first marriage it was based on physical attraction mm-hmm. first and foremost and then the next piece was and I, I i will recommend this to every single woman to look for this it was what kind of life are you trying to create and when i met my first husband i was really really young mm-hmm. and the lifestyle that i was living was not necessarily the lifestyle that i wanted and he also wanted a family he wanted mm-hmm. to buy a house he wanted he wanted the um fairy tale mm-hmm. and at that time that's what i thought i wanted too and so when we would have conversations it would be about like the future that we'd want to create and what we wanted life to be like and our value system and all of those things and so that was very attractive to me and in all honesty it it worked Mm-hmm. I we attracted all those things together. By I think I've said this before. By the time I was twenty five, I had bought a house. I had two kids. Like everything that we agreed we wanted, we created, but we didn't take into account our growth. Mm-hmm. I didn't take into account account that I was a young girl and that I was going to grow into this woman, and I was going to develop into someone else. And we didn't know how to grow together. Mm-hmm. So we grew apart. I became. Like, literally, we almost became opposites. He's more conservative than I am. So as I got older and I wanted to try things and have experiences, he was not interested in those things and those experiences. Right. So I did it differently. I did it a little bit differently. It was really more physical attraction than anything. And then the life that we wanted to create. I just wanted to get it done. And And that's a good point that you made that how compatibility changes as yes. you get older. Yes. And a lot of couples, they got, they're on that, I ain't changing for nobody. Yeah. Um, you can't change me. And if you do that, then when one of the partners starts to grow in a different direction and you don't want to do it, then you're not going to be compatible. Right. And so the key is to be able to make that change and to not be rigid about it because to go there you got to grow there like we always say yeah and if you're not growing you're dying Mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right you know in my first marriage and i was really young when i first met her Mm -hmm. my college girlfriend actually i was 17 right when i met her i turned 18 like within a couple of months later but 17 and i was three thousand miles away from home and for the first time in my life i was you know an adult and so I wanted to play house. Yep. And my criteria was, one, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. And two, she had a vagina. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and she had her own place. Well, we, together, <laughs> she was going to get a place and we moved in together. So it was like winning. Right. Winning. I could do this for the rest of my life. I got everything I need. A vagina, a pretty woman, and an apartment. Right. That's it. <laughs> One. <laughs> Game over. Boy, was I wrong. Because, and I did what most people do. Most single people do that when they meet somebody. The compatibility that they gauge it by, it's so superficial. Yeah. And that superficial compatibility, if you gauge it by that, like sex, don't get me wrong, those things are important. Right. But sex and physical attraction, it's not, those things on, on their own, it's not enough to, to build and sustain 
a happy long-term relationship, a marriage. Right. And so, but I was young and I didn't know better. Right. For example, our love report cards. Right. That's about compatibility and helps people to gauge compatibility. And it's the 10 dimensions of love. Yes. And if couples are able to keep each other satisfied in all 10 dimensions, you have no choice but to have a great relationship. And those 10 dimensions are trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude, attentiveness, supportiveness, physical appearance, romance, and sex. To learn more about the love report cards, go to our old episodes. So, <laughs> so if I would have known that now, when I look back at it, it's like, okay, let me go through that report card. Trust. F. There was no trust. Honesty. F. We right. were so dishonest with each other. But you didn't know. Right, right. But and, I'm just saying. And sa- you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what you don't know. And you know what I, what I just realized listening to us talk about what we did was so many people today are stressed out and beating themselves up because they're mature, right? Say they're 30 or over 30 and they haven't met the one and they're not married and they're beating themselves up for that. I think that's evolution. I think that we're learning as a society that we have to be mature and we have to do self-work to attract a partner that we're going to have longevity with. I was 15 when I met my first husband. You were you just said you were 17. Right. We didn't do any self-work. We weren't even grown no. up yet. No, that's that's my point. That's yeah. what I'm saying when I when I look back at the report cards and I like I gauged it. If I would have known now, I wouldn't have been in that relationship don't get me wrong i still probably would have had sex yeah, with her, but i wouldn't have committed yeah you know so as i went through with trust honesty no f consideration f communication f um attitude f attentiveness <laughs> f supportiveness f physical appearance a romance b sex a b yeah so overall that was like a added that up in my head that's like a c a d minus relationship right but you didn't know that i didn't know that i didn't know that but then i look at like when i met you Mm -hmm. i already knew better and so that's why i was like okay she has trust okay honesty consideration you had we had all of those and it's not all areas were a's no but then because some areas are just going to be a work in progress that you got to put that work in it's like a fixer-upper so most people are doing it that way, most single people. And so I'm just letting you single people out there know, if you're going to base your compatibility, if you're trying to find the one, you got to go deeper. It's got to be more than feelings. You got to have facts as well. And you got to look at the whole entire spectrum because this is a person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you know, in most cases. So choose wisely. It's the most important investment you'll ever make in life. So invest wisely. Well, and I also want to add to that, like I was saying, I think you and I were talking about that this this week. Um, some people's picker is broken, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, they just keep picking the same type of person and they're, they're not realizing like, that doesn't actually work for me. I'm actually not compatible with this person. But yet when they when it doesn't work out, then they go meet someone else. It's the exact same person and they don't adjust. That's the whole goal of dating is, like you said, you date people. I like this. I like this. I like this. I don't really like that. Can't live with that. So I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And now I know more of what I like. I'm clearer on what I like. And 
it's like sales. It's a numbers game. You gotta, you gotta date and date and date until you find someone that has so much of what you want. And, and I agree with you. I think the report cards are ga- a great way to gauge that because those are things that are really going to make a difference in the long term of your relationship. There's no one that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so you, you gotta decide, like, can I deal with your imperfections? Can I live with them? Do I like so much about you that this one thing is going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I think people get stuck in the trap of I'm looking for the perfect person and that'll keep you dating forever because they don't exist. Right. Everyone has areas that they have to grow. So you have to just decide like, what can I live with? But I'll tell you right now, trust and honesty, the first two, you can't live without those. Oh, communication. Yeah. You, that's, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. You know, something that I I used to do Hmm. where First of all, I would not commit to any woman right. when I was, especially when I was um, rebuilding myself after my divorce. Right. <laughs> and one of the things that I would do is I would hold back any kind of, any type of commitment until I see that person piss the fuck off. Mm-hmm. I got to see that person and when they're angry and when they're at the worst and everybody has their, you know, gets angry. Right. But how do you how do you respond when you're angry like that? To me, that was an important thing as far as my compatibility. Right. Because, you know, you can get upset, but don't go overboard. Don't go breaking stuff. Don't go throwing stuff. Don't go burning my stuff. Don't go throwing my stuff out the house, out the window, all of that crazy stuff. Right. Um, but that was really important because it's like you don't really know a person until you see that side of them. Because well, most people, they're going to show you what they want you to see. And so you, even then you can't base your compatibility on that because is that who they really are? Yeah. But I think that goes back to that ease I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're compatible with someone, there's just a flow and there's an ease in it. And even when they're upset, you can handle their upset. You can mm-hmm. work through their upset because that ease is there. But you do need to see people when they're not at their best. And mm-hmm. also you need to let them see you when, when you're not at your best so you see how they show up for you. That was something that I noticed with you right away. Like when I had something going wrong in my life or I was struggling at work, you showed up for me. You would listen to me. You'd work through it with me. You'd talk to me. You'd give me great advice. So to me, you always showed up when I needed you. And I didn't have to ask you to do it. You still do that. Mm -hmm. I love that about you. Like, you just know, you know what? She needs some support. She needs some love. Like, you will give that to me. You you don't compete with me. We're not adversaries. We're two different people. Mm -hmm. Um, You do do the back. Right. You do that for me as well. And and that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. One of the other things that I, I really believe this with all my heart, the universe will show you signs that the person that you're compatible with is your person. And something that happened with us that I just always think about this. I saw you so many times. I ran across you like we would see each other. We were not together. We saw each other even a couple of years before we met. And I would always just feel your energy. And there was something about you. I didn't think I was going to date you. I never thought I was going to marry you. Right. But there was a connection, like even when we would pass each other. And I remember a couple of times we co- we made eye contact. I had to look away. I was like, oh, I'm married. I can't be looking at him. Hey, uh-uh, you, uh-uh. you know, and I've told you this before, though, when I was working at the club, because I used to run security, I was a bouncer at a bunch of nightclubs and I run security. And Melanie came in one day. And when you came in, you were with 
your ex-husband. Yeah. And when you walked in, <laughs> I remember thinking, I got kind of irritated. Uh-huh. Because you were so fine. I'm like, why in the hell is she with him? <laughs> Damn it. She's supposed to be with me. Why is she with him? Ah, I don't even know her. I don't know him. But damn it, she's not supposed to be with him. It's supposed to be with me. Ah, uh, it irritated me. It actually did. You know, we, that's crazy. This is weird. Okay, I'm going to tell you how weird this is. And and you guys, I actually believe this is part of compatibility. It it it's going to be a little bit weird. Something that was weird was the first time I met your ex wife. I met her in the club and she followed me to the bathroom to talk to me. And I was like, oh, it's about to go down. She want to fight me in the bathroom oh, over she this knew. man. She knew. she knew you had told her that you were mm. dating me. And she kind of followed me in the club by the bathroom. And then she was like, are you Melanie? And I was like, yeah, I'm Melanie. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm Anthony's ex-wife. And I was like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> Here we go. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, Girl, I got, I got my makeup on. I'm not trying to fight you in this club. Mm-hmm. And then she said this, and this is the weird part. She said, you're perfect for him. You are so beautiful. You are exactly what he needs. Mm. And that was just weird to me. I was like, why is she saying this to me? But I think that what she was saying was she knew what you wanted. And she knew that I was a match to you. That thing that I was saying earlier, like we were so well matched that other people picked it up immediately. When they saw us together, they'd be like, you two belong together. Yeah. Even on first dates, people were like, you guys are a beautiful married couple. And we're like, we, we're we dating. Mm-hmm. We're not married to each other. We're right. dating. So it's an energy. Yeah. 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 You know what? She actually told me that too. Because she spoke to me. She was like, oh. I just want you to let you know, I saw Melanie, and I met her, and she is beautiful. And she was like, good job. I can't be mad at you. I was like, oh, appreciate that. You know, I appreciate the beauty, but I just got to say, it's more to me than the beauty. The beauty's good, but I like I like when people recognize that I'm smart and that um, I'm interesting and I have depth and I'm spiritual. Yes. But, you know, she didn't get all that in the yes. first time, but but she knows yes. now. Yeah, she's looking at the beauty. She's looking at the beauty. In the beauty. The yes. beauty. That's, that's so. always, for most people, that's what they think compatibility course, is, right? It's physical appearance. Like, are you attractive? I'm turned on by you. There's chemistry there. Right. You know, one of, I think, though, one of the most important things about attra- uh, compatibility Mm-hmm. If you want to find a compatible partner. Yes. You have to be who you really are. 100. Who you really are. Don't fake the funk. If you're weird and you're creepy, you into that kind of stuff, <laughs> be that. Be that. Now, not every woman's going to want the weird, creepy guy. Right. But guess what? Someone will. Those women aren't for you. There's going to be some other chick that you're going to eventually meet that's going to be like, oh, my God, I was looking for a weird, creepy guy because I'm a weird, creepy chick. And boom, <laughs> true love. It happens just like that. But I it, found you. Right. But you can't. But most people are worried about, you know, I don't want to scare this person off. So let me yeah. act a certain. No, you got to be who you are. 100%. Because you got to spend your life with that person. Like most people do, they pretend to be something that they're not. And then once they get committed and they get married, then it's like, ha ha, surprise, sucker. And then who they really are comes out and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't, I don't even like, like you. you. Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll feel the same way about them. So it's not worth it to play. And the beautiful thing about a great relationship is, is that you you can be yourself. 
Yes. That's the beauty. That's when you're vulnerable. That's when the love shines and you can connect when you are yourself. And then you have someone that loves you and appreciates you for who you are. Because I dated lots of chicks that were like, you are a lot and you're out there. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I am, huh? And, yeah. You know, a lot of them ran off screaming. That's right. okay. You right. keep, goodbye. Hope you find what you want. Right. But I'm going to continue to be me. It's like you got to be a beacon. Like I always say, like, and you just, whatever you are, your brand, that's, you got to be true to that brand and don't change. And I always say, like, Coca-Cola's on the beach on a hot day. And they got the sign, they're beacon, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Somebody comes by and goes, oh man, I want it 7-Up. Can you make a 7-Up instead? Can you do that? And they're like, nope, we're Coca-Cola. But if you, you're going to lose money, I'm going to buy a lot of sodas. And my, I got all my people. Nope, keep it moving. I hope you find what you want. Yes. And they let that person go. And then eventually somebody's going to come by that's looking for Coca-Cola. Yes. But if Coca-Cola tried to switch and tried to do a 7-Up, it would be a crappy 7-Up. Right. And so and then they would lose out. So don't Give up your power of or what you are or your brand. Stay true to it. And you'll eventually find someone that loves you and that wants what you have to offer. Yes. And I think it's super important to really pay attention. Do you like the same things? Because you're going to spend a lot of time together. So you have to like the same things. You know, a great example of that is our beautiful Nicole and Ryan. <laughs> Nicole like some crazy stuff. I mean, and she's, uh, she's, that's who she yeah, is. Yeah, you know? yeah. She, she likes witches and Friday the 13th <laughs> and Halloween and Darth Vader yeah. and David Bowie. Like who likes that, Nicole? And guess what? Ryan likes all that stuff too. Yep. Like your person is your mirror. Like they like what you like. They want what you want. And so don't hide who you are and what you want. Be that. You know, with you and I, Anthony, when we met, like, we both love fashion. We both have always loved fashion. And we would go out on dates and be like, what you gonna wear? What you gonna wear? Mm -hmm. So we talked about fashion. We love music. So we would always go dancing. We love um, comedy. We loved comedy. So many of our dates were uh, stand-up uh, comedy, comedy shows. Clubs, yeah. Comedy clubs. You Here we are, you know, 30 years later. Anthony, we watch comedy. We watch stand-up comedy probably every day. Mm -hmm. Because that's something we've always had in common. Mm -hmm. So you want to notice what people like and don't make yourself like them. You just stay true to your brand, like you said, and then you'll attract someone that likes things that you like and you'll be compatible because you have shared interest. And mm -hmm. I think that's hugely important. And one of the main things like I hope my single people could really hear me. If you want to get married and you want a family, say that. Stop all this like, I don't want to say it because I don't want to scare them off. If they're going to get scared off because you want that, then they're not your person mm -hmm. because they should want it too. You you don't want to get with someone that you're trying to talk into that. You don't want to get with someone who's like, you know, I don't really want a family. And you know that you do. Why? That's not your person. I don't care how fine they are. I don't care how rich they are. I don't care what kind of car they drive. They're not your person. Even it, if they have a vagina. Nope. It, still don't matter. Even. Even then, even Anthony. then, yes, I agree. even then. Okay, I agree. I'll let you have that one. Okay, <laughs> you're Thank welcome. You so, um, you want to look for signs. You want to you want to feel it, right? You mm -hmm. want to you want to feel that ease and that flow with the person, and you shouldn't feel like you have to adjust yourself or something's wrong with yourself. I dated so many guys before you, Anthony, that said this to me. 
you are a lot. You're really blunt. You're really straightforward. You're kind of like a guy. You seem like a guy the way that you are, like you're aggressive. And I did not give a damn because I was very passive in my first marriage. So I was choosing to be more and bigger and and I grew from that relationship mm -hmm. and I did not like playing small. As soon as a guy said that to me, I was like, bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. You need to keep it moving because you are not for me. I'm not adjusting myself for you. Been there, done that. I will not do that again. Mm -hmm. So all of your relationships are helping you develop into who you really want to be. So when you choose your next partner and they choose you, it needs to be mutual. And there is no, I like you, but I right. wish you would change this. Mm -hmm. Right. Very true. And you know what? And I, I love that about you. I was glad that you were like that. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So that was perfect. Yes. The other thing I see people, um, they turn on themselves. Like if they like someone, what they do is they they go, um, oh, he doesn't like that or she doesn't like that. Something's wrong with me. They don't like me. Not everyone is for everyone. That's a big way you know that mm -hmm. you're not compatible. If they're not feeling you, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It just means you're not compatible because you're doing the same thing. There's people you're meeting and they're like, oh, my God, you're amazing and I want you. And you're like, nope, you're, it, I'm not feeling it. Isn't that crazy how people do, and we coach, yeah. we coach people all the time yep. that do that. Yeah. And just because you might like the qualities in that person, if they don't feel that back with you. Mm -mm. It's, it, there's no compatibility. Right. But a lot of times, you know how they, they do it. They get, they get almost like, no, you have to do it because I like you. Yeah. So you're supposed to now. Yeah. And they, they'll get upset with the other person yeah. and try to, and they'll spend time trying to figure out how to get that person to give in. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. They're not your person. And that's OK. And, and we know we've seen people that have literally done that for decades. Yes. For Don't get stuck. Decades. Don't get still stuck. stuck waiting for someone or hoping mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. Literally decades. Yeah. Don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. So if I could put compatibility in a nutshell, it's mutual. You're feeling them. They're feeling you. It's easy, there's a flow, and you want to explore more. Something that can mess up compatibility, too, that I've seen over the years, it's friends. What do you mean? Like, for example, girls. Mm. They got all their girlfriends around them. Oh, yeah. yeah and God. so their compatibility is not really based on what that individual really wants. It's what they're being influenced, what their peers are saying, what the yeah. girls are saying. Girl, he ain't fine enough. Oh, you know, he ain't rich enough. Oh, girl, he ain't. And they listen to that. They buy into that. Right. Don't get sucked into that. Don't fall into that trap. Yeah, no, that that's very true. When I recommend this, when you're dating, don't tell your people all the details. You need to figure it out for yourself. Because here's the thing. People are communicating with you through the filter of their own trauma. So they're going to give you advice based on their trauma, not mm -hmm. even who you are and what you want. It's through them. Mm -hmm. So why are you asking someone else what you want, what you need? It's like the people that would tell me you are a player, right? I didn't care about that. That was their issue. They had issues with players. I had never experienced a player. I had been married for a long time. So I was like, a player? Ooh, what's that like? I want to check that out. Okay, let's yeah. see. I want to be a player. You, I, I like it. You know what? I like a actually, hot boy. I like a hot actually, boy. Actually, you would, we talked about this before. <laughs> you were dating someone, lightly, light dating yes. that I knew. Yes. And then when we started dating, that person came to me. Yes. It was like, 
man, she a player. Why are you with her? Man, she a player. And I was like, she's a what? She's a player, man. She's, and I was like, yes. Yep. Thank you. I want that's what I was looking for. A woman that's not afraid to go for what she wants. Yeah. So he thought he was throwing salt in the game, like I'm gonna be like He oh, just like, wanted me back because I had left him because he was he was not you know what? He wasn't supportive. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't encouraging. He was always making little digs. And I was like, I do not. I don't have time for this. You got to go. Mm-hmm. You got to go. And then when he saw me with you, he's like, you dating aunt? Man, you dating aunt? Ant's a good guy, but he's a player. I was like, so am I. Good. That's good. We players together. That's right. Let's we, play, baby. Let's play. Playing. Let's play. That's right. We're still playing, right? That's right, baby. Yes. That's beautiful. So, you guys, seriously, it's not that hard. It really is about ease and flow, honesty, and communication. Like, if you can get those things, be real. And if they don't like it, don't take that personally. Let them go. Keep moving. Your person is going to show up and just really enjoy you mm-hmm. and you're not going to have to try so hard. Yeah, definitely. Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree. Yes. You know, I'm going to tell you this story. Oh. We, we got time? Yeah, we yes, got we have time. time. And um, Keep it tight. And this Keep is a tight, story baby. that I'm Keep not it really... It's, well, it's interesting. <laughs> okay. So I have this older guy that I used to play basketball with mm-hmm. when I lived in Fresno mm-hmm. and he was kind of like a father figure in right. a way. Great guy. I love him to death. And... I went on a date and I was telling him I had a date that night mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to it. And the girl was really pretty and I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. And so as soon as she got in the car with me, she looked at me and said, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not having sex. Don't think we're going to have sex. I'm not the kind of girl. And, then, mm-hmm. and she went into this whole story. I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell is she talking about? All right, whatever, whatever. Right. So we went out and she had a great time. Because I'm not gonna fr- front. I'm I know how to I know how to date. Yeah. I'm gonna take you on an adventure. I'm gonna yeah, show you're, you. You're a great dater. Right. So I'm looking for compatibility, and there was nothing there, nothing at all. Right. And afterwards, and, but she was feeling compatible. Right. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, let me take you home because there's nothing here. Thank you for the, the date. All right, drop you off. And she was like, don't take me home. Take me to your house. I like you a lot. I feel we so we have so much in common, so much interest. Please take me home with you. She was literally begging me right. to take her home. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I did not feel any compatible. Actually, she was a, it was a turnoff. Right. Her personality. So I dropped her off and she was upset. The next day, I got to the uh, park and I was telling my, my friend about it. Right. The guy. And he was just telling him how she reacted and tried to have sex and this and that again. And... She was calling me and she was like begging me for another date. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to try it one more time to see if there's compatibility. Maybe I was just, I didn't gauge it right. So I'm going to go pick her up. So I went to her house to pick her up. And this was the first time going to her house. Mm-hmm. I knocked on the door and my boy answered the door. Shut it up. It was his daughter. Shut up. It was his daughter. No. And it was like, oh. and he knew. And, he, and we would just looked at each other like, oh, hey. Uh, and he was like, eh, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Uh, That's crazy. Talk yeah. about the law of attraction. Yeah. That's the law of attraction in action right there. Yes, yes, yes it is. Okay, so don't go around telling people uh, no. your stories about dating because you no. don't know you never who know. knows who. That's very true. That's actually, yeah. that's true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. So just wanted to share that. And sorry about that. Homie, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't want to say your name. Don't say his out of name. respect. Yeah, don't say his name out of respect. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, 
Um, Compatibility, man. You can't force it. Yes. And, you know, we're all about energy. We're all about law of attraction. If you pay attention to the energy, you guys, you'll know. Override your stories. Override your blocks. Feel. Feel the energy. And it shouldn't just be sex energy. It should not just be hot. It should be, man, I really like you and you really like me. That's when you know that you yeah. have compatibility. You really like each other as people. Mm -hmm. That like, like is so important because if you're going to spend years together, Anthony, I'm, I've been with you for 30 years because I like you. I mm -hmm. love you. I love you to death. But the fact that I like you so much, I want to be with you. I can't wait to come home and talk to you. I, I can't wait to, I could just sit next to you because I like you. We chose wisely. Yes. We invested wisely. Yes. So compatibility yeah. is huge. And with, with compatibility, last thing I want to add to, don't ignore the warning signs. Right. Because, you know, a lot of people, because they want that relationship so bad, they're trying to force that compatibility and yes. there's warning signs about that person. And if they're that big, pay attention to them. Don't ignore it. Don't figure, oh, it's just going to go away. Or don't figure, oh, I'll fix that person later on. Don't do that. Yes. I pay attention to it all. Pay attention to the warning signs. And then also pay attention to the universe telling you, come this way. Come this way. Because it may be in a package that you didn't expect. It may be um, a type that is not your normal type. So listen and pay attention to the universe telling you to come this way. We had a podcast where we talked about our whale story. Yeah, that was uh, early, in an earlier podcast. Yeah, that was an earlier podcast. I think that podcast. was like the first or second one. Yeah, and the universe literally told me, come this way. This is, this is your man. This is your guy. When I had doubt, always there were signs from spirit to it, move me back towards you. And people, if you guys didn't, hear that story, you need to check that story out. Yeah, it's well, it's we'll, our whale story. It's mind-blowing. Yes, we'll put, mind it, we'll put it in the it links. It still blows my mind to this day. Yes, yeah, so I'm glad we listened to the signs. I'm glad we're compatible, and thank you for just making it so easy. And thank you for being yourself from day one yeah. so I could find you, so we could uh, feel your frequency. Yeah, baby. That's right, baby. So uh, on that note, yes, it's the end of the show. That yes, was a great. It is. Um, I had a good time. That was a great conversation. I always have a good time with you. You make me laugh. You're fun. Yes, yes. You're my, you're my friend. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, um, if you guys uh, don't forget to check out our book, uh, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After. So make sure you get a copy available on Amazon.com. What else we got going on? Oh, if you guys want to sign up for coaching, feel free to go to theamazingparks.com. If you would like to coach one-on-one -on -one with Melanie and I, last but not least, if you guys are interested in becoming a life coach, or if you just want to learn some great techniques to life coach yourself, go to the law of attraction, lifecoachacademy.com because we train and certify life coaches across the globe. And Melanie Clark has this amazing Ooh. course for singles that I'm actually excited about as well. Yeah. well. Tell me about that real quick before we sign off. Yes. Um, I'm really excited about uh, my course. It's a four-week course, and I'm going to be repeating it. And it is, I want to get married now. Now. 
You, you got to declare to the universe what you want. And I'm going to help you over the next four weeks. When you sign up for this course, I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to tap into that energy and we are going to attract husbands this year. I'm I'm super excited. And then one more thing that I want to say is we talked about compatibility today. Go to the amazingclarks.com and do the compatibility report card. See where you're at. It starts with you. Grade yourself. Like, where am I at? Do I need to increase my honesty? Are you honesty? a great catch? Are yeah. you a great catch? Yeah. Yes. Great so, the person that you're dating to see if you're really compatible. Yes, 100%. So that was a great show, baby. I love you. I and love this you. was a great topic. I want to dive into it a little bit more. I'm sure we're going to come back and talk about this a little bit more. But this was fun tonight. So there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it. See you next time. See you next time.